Content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to tonight's episode of Cryptic Portal. I'm your host, Mike, and tonight we will be taking you through some true tales of terror. We want to start this episode off by taking a moment to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to us over the past several episodes. Your support means so much as we are very grateful. Our stories tonight are not for the faint of heart. If you ever hear strange sounds coming from your attic, you might want to consider that you may not be alone. Here is what happened to Reddit user Concupiscent Bunny. It's called, Someone's been living in my house with me and I've only just found out. I bought my house two years ago. It's old, 120 years old, so everything creaks but I don't really mind it. The creakiness of the place doesn't take away from the coziness and warmth. Every floorboard is made of real mahogany wood, dark and beautifully textured, and a throwback to the past to walk on. The ceiling beams are visible in many of the rooms in the house. The walls have been painted a light brown color and my fireplace is made with real stone. The entire place was made with hard labor and sweat over a hundred years ago, and it was taken care of surprisingly well. But my bedroom is my least favorite room in the house. It's not ugly, not even close. In fact, it's gorgeous. It has a cathedral ceiling, leather couches, and its own small fireplace. It's painted gray, with the ceilings wooden paneled. The beams are visible too, a dark brown wood to add more color to my room. The sounds I hear when I'm trying to go to sleep are what set me off. The house creaks. Not the normal creak an old house makes on its own. It creaks like somebody's walking around. I hear shuffling, but it wouldn't be rats or vermin. Whatever's making that noise sounds like it's at least twice my size. Still, for a while I convinced myself it was nothing, or the wind, or my cat. But last week changed my assumption. I came downstairs to use the bathroom, and that's when I saw it. A swift shadow moving past the fireplace, still lit from earlier. Before I went to bed, there was a fire low enough to die out on its own. I stared into the flames, bright, blazing, and intense and I went back to bed. I didn't hear any more creaks for the rest of the night, but it started up again last night. I set up animal traps everywhere, so whatever it was would be caught, but I had no luck. I stayed up, watching my living room, 
curled up under blankets and tucked into a small storage room under my stairs. The only light was the fire. That's when I saw it again. Him. A man dressed in an old gray alumni sweatshirt and black sweatpants. He had socks on and my Chinese takeout leftovers in his hands. That's how my food's been disappearing. He looked comfortable, too comfortable, and he confirmed my suspicion that he was twice my size. I'm a small woman, and this man was a tower in comparison to me. I'd never be able to survive if I confronted him. So I sat in my little cubbyhole, shivering and staring, until he went back upstairs, and I went to bed. The morning after, I searched the attic. I never checked in my attic when I moved in. The reason why is because I didn't feel the need to. Why would anyone live in my attic? We've never had a problem with pests or rodents, so I didn't need to open up the attic to see if the problem would be there. There was just no reason to go into it. When I went in there, I found a bed, well, a futon, on the floor next to the window. It was just a mattress on the floor with three blankets on top. It looked freshly slept in. On the wall opposite the one with the futon, there was a clothing rack with men's clothes hanging from it and grass-stained blue sneakers beneath it. There were trinkets and pictures everywhere. Some of the pictures were of me. I was absolutely horrified. I took the pictures and promptly drove to the police station to show them. I'm staying with my mom until something happens. My God, I cannot stop trembling. Reddit user The Bella Bubbles submitted this next story called How I Found Out Someone Was Living in My Home. I am a 17-year-old boy that lives in a small suburban area. My parents are now on day four of their seven-day cruise. I finally convinced them to let me stay home alone without any supervision. Now I am regretting it. It all started the day before my parents' departure. I kept hearing footsteps above me even though we live in a one-story home. My mom kept trying to convince me that it was just the house creaking but for some reason I had this unsettling feeling that there was actually something up there. After hours of convincing, my mom finally agreed to call pest control to come and see if there was any traces of rodents or pests trapped in our attic. The pest control arrived later that afternoon to check the attic. They didn't find anything out of the ordinary, but said they would leave a bomb in the attic as a precautionary. We had to leave the house for an hour, which was fine with me considering it would give me peace of mind. We got back to the house about an hour and a half later to a note on the counter saying that the attic was bombed and that we shouldn't have any more problems in the near future. That night I slept peacefully. The next morning my parents left for their cruise leaving me home alone. Night 1 I was in my room playing video games when I heard the footsteps again. It was brief, but I know what I heard. I convinced myself that maybe it was whatever rodent up there dying out and that I should just forget about it. So I did and the rest of the night was quiet. Night 2 
I left the hall light on, closed and locked my bedroom door, and began to try to fall asleep. I have to say it was pretty weird being in the house totally alone, especially because of how quiet our neighborhood is at night. As I was falling asleep, I heard something that made me sit up in my bed. At that moment as I looked toward the light, through the bottom of my door, I saw a shadow pass by. I shot up out of bed to ensure that I had locked my door. Thankfully I did. I tiptoed back to my bed and sat there waiting for some sort of sound to emerge. That was when I heard our refrigerator door open and gently close. I knew it was the fridge because my room was right next to the kitchen and I've heard this noise plenty of times. At this point I felt helpless, so of course I called the cops. After 30 minutes of waiting they finally arrived. They searched the house and found nothing. They said there were no signs of forced entry and that I was probably just on edge since it was my first time staying alone. After they left, I knew something still didn't feel right. I barely slept that night. Night 3. It was about 11pm and I felt exhausted considering I had only gotten a few hours of sleep the previous night. I fell asleep without any problems. I woke up a few hours later with the feeling that I was being watched. I jumped out of my sleep and turned on my table lamp. Everything looked just as it did when I went to bed. I fell back to sleep but this time with the lamp on. Day 4 The next morning I woke up and got ready for school. As I went to leave my room, I noticed the door was unlocked. Now when I tell you that even though I was exhausted, I know for a fact that I triple checked the lock on my bedroom door before I went to bed. I think someone was watching me sleep. When I got home from school that day, there were several police cars on my street, which was rare because as I mentioned before, I live in a small suburban area. I asked one of my neighbors who was standing outside if she knew what was going on. She said that someone discovered two bodies in the woods behind our neighborhood, and that's when my whole body went numb. It was the two employees from the local pest control company. I am now at my aunt and uncle's, which is about two hours away from home. I am not sure what to make of all that, but I do know that someone was living in my attic. Our next creepy attic story is from an anonymous Reddit user. I work at home and mostly at night. My neighborhood is noisy during the day, so I usually sleep with a very loud fan on with my earbuds in, so I wouldn't likely know if something strange was going on during the day. At night, I listen to music via headphones while I work. I don't hear much of anything these days. I moved into my duplex five months ago, and the neighbors on the other side of my bedroom wall were always yelling at each other throwing things, playing loud bass music, and just being generally horrible. It got to the point where I moved out of my bedroom and into the living room, but I could still hear them. I got used to the banging on the walls and all sorts of racket, and started using my fan and earbuds all the time. I always attributed the noise from above to the hoodlum kids next door. 
The duplex is poorly built and the units are not at all isolated from one another. So if they slammed their front door, I could feel it in my bathroom floor, even though they're pretty far apart. The neighbors from hell got evicted for some unknown reason and have been gone for a couple of months. I finally had some peace, but occasionally I would still hear bangs from my ceiling. I would take out my earbuds and turn off my fan and there would be nothing. I have new neighbors now, but they are very quiet. Still, even when the place is empty, I hear these bangs every once in a while. I moved back into my bedroom a couple weeks ago and heard the sounds more frequently. Eventually, I decided to investigate. There is a sort of loft in my garage and we get raccoons around here. One day I climbed up in there with a flashlight. To my surprise, the loft isn't limited to the attached garage. This little room extends all the way back over my place, but it's divided from the attic on the other side of the duplex by a plywood barrier. Looking back in there, I didn't see anything unusual. It is an A-frame type room with plywood panels coming out of the sides, leaving only a small pathway to crawl through. So basically, Someone or something could hide behind any of these panels and be invisible to anyone looking down this little hallway. I actually saw very little of the attic, but I convinced myself to be satisfied because I was scared to go back there. Not so much from the boogeyman, but because I didn't want to step on a rusty nail or get bitten by something. So tonight there was a loud bang. I took out my earbuds and turned off my fan. Then more loud bangs. After that, I clearly heard human footsteps clomping over my head, running toward the garage. Holy shit. Every hair on my body stood up. I grabbed my hammer and I went toward the laundry room which leads into the garage. I stood there for a minute, ready to bash someone's brains in or possibly get mind blown out. Standing terrified by the closed door between the laundry room and the garage, Holding my breath, I heard a loud crash. Then, the back door of the garage, which leads into my backyard, was flung open and slammed against the other side of the wall that was not even 10 inches away from me. I heard the jangling of my chicken wire fence and I knew the perpetrator was gone. It still took me like five minutes to enter the garage and when I did, holy shit. I don't know what spooked the person, but they dumped or knocked an entire survival kit from the attic onto my garage floor. There's what looked like a dog bed, a plastic bag filled with cotton, maybe a makeshift pillow, empty boxes of canned dog food, one slipper, lots of papers and a piece of plastic, some kind of wooden rack and a plastic tub filled with cigarette butts and some kind of liquid could be piss in there for all I know. Thankfully, only a few of the cigarettes spilled out onto the concrete. Truthfully, I'm afraid to look in the attic to see what else might be up there. I have been listening to this person for the last five months, and they have been listening to me. Holy shit.
Our final story tonight is from Reddit user Daniel8800 called, I think there is someone living in my attic. About a year ago, for the month of June, my family went to France for four weeks and left me to tend to the house and take care of the animals. My house is in an interesting location. It is an hour from the campus I go to school on, and a 30-minute drive from my work, and 20 minutes from the main town. My neighbors and I have a few acres in between each other, and the closest house to me is a 10-minute drive. My house is surrounded by farmers' fields, military property, and then miles and miles of BLM land surrounded by mountains. Sometimes I feel like I live in the house from Courage the Cowardly Dog because of how in the middle of nowhere it is and how lots of weird stuff happens in it. If you were to Google what a two-story house looks like, this would be exactly what my house looks like except it's a one-story. The second story where all the windows are is just ceiling space. There are also lofts in my house where my landlord was going to put the second story but never got around to it. It was like they tried to build a two-story house, but realized there was nowhere to put the stairwell. There is also a large basement and an attic. I have lived in this house for eight years and have always felt that the house had a weird layout. Next to my room, there is a huge wall that connects to the living room wall, but my room isn't as big as the wall, so there is just a large wall in between the living room and my room. Underneath my room is the stairs to the unfinished basement. Now that you understand the layout of my house, you'd understand why there would be a lot of birds' nests on the roof. The birds congregate on top of the roof during the summer because that's when the most bugs are out for them to catch, and because we feed our cat just below. My room acts like a funnel for the noise of them scratching on the roof and running around. About two weeks after my family left for France, the birds started their scratching noises on top of my roof. They do it every hour or so, all day and all night. It's a very unsettling sound to hear at 3 in the morning, and annoying. Then I started to hear scratching and banging sounds coming from the wall next to me, which is why I thought we had rats in our walls. My mom assured me over Skype that it was probably just birds on the roof, like normal. The next few days, I keep hearing the scratching noises and the banging sounds coming from my wall. Finally, I decided that it was time to check the closets and the basement for signs of mice or rats so I could buy the proper traps. After checking the basement, I don't find any signs of mice, so I go check the hall closet, which is the only thing in between my living room and my room. It's usually locked because it's full of a bunch of yard tools and my dad's shotgun, my archery equipment, and a handgun. It's locked because my youngest brother could seriously injure himself. I assume it's locked, but I still check the handle and it opens. I thought maybe my stepdad unlocked it before they left in case I needed a gun to protect myself. The first thing I notice when I open the closet is that all of the tools are moved to the far side and a portion of the closet wall is missing. 
At first I'm freaking out and I call my best friend and her dad to come over and check it out. I thought about calling the police but since I live far from a lot of things, I figured me discovering a hole in the wall of my closet probably wasn't enough to send them out. My best friend's dad and brother come over to use a flashlight to look into the hole. They don't see anything super weird, so my friend's dad gets on his hands and knees and gets into the hole. When he gets out, he has a look of horror on his face and tells us that he found a dirty mattress, a pair of men's size jeans, chicken feathers everywhere, and a whole Walmart rotisserie chicken partially eaten. He calls the police and they search the whole house and find no one, and nothing out of the ordinary. My friend's dad nails a slab of wood over the hole, and I have all the locks changed. The creepy compartment in my closet has since then been sealed up. The scary thing is that because I work during the day and leave the house unlocked most of the time, the guy who lived in there would have come and gone as he pleased until night when I was alone. I have eight dogs, which is the reason my family needed me to stay home, and I never heard any of them bark during the time the banging started, which means the man probably lived in my house a long time and my dogs got used to him. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cryptic Portal. Remember to like or follow us so you won't miss any of the new episodes we bring to you every Wednesday. We appreciate your support and ask that you please share and leave us a review. If you have a story you would like featured on an upcoming episode, you can submit to crypticportal at yahoo.com. Music and production by Mike and Marvin. Copyright Cryptic Portal 2022.